Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. We're in chapter 6 of Ephesians, but before we get started with that, let's go ahead and open with prayer. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this day and for all you've done. I just submit this time to you, completely to you. I pray that you would speak to us, that you would teach us, that we would have our hearts and our minds and our spirits prepared for you, that we would be ready and willing students, and that we would hear your voice and hear your message, and that we would put it to good use. I pray that it wouldn't fall on deaf ears, but instead that your word would go forth and empower us or power us to do your will. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So verse 1, my parents used to quote to me quite often, and you'll see, see why. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Sometimes they did that when I was being disobedient, but then other times they would quote it when I just just needed to hear it, because it does have a promise. And as a child of theirs, I, I want a long life that goes well. So they always were trying to help me understand that. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you for whatever good they do whether they are slave or free. My father used to quote that to me also about my work ethic, that not to work as if I'm just trying to make money, but to work as if I'm working unto the Lord, regardless of what the task was. And this is where God is radical, because this next section, this next verse, is so unique to the ancient world in the way people treated their slaves. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. So, in ancient, well, slaves have always just been property, and they were used, they were raped, they were beaten, they were killed, um, they were broken, whatever it was, they could be treated in any way because they, they were property. Yet, God is telling them to treat them as, as if they were equal because they have the same God and the same master. And also to, just as the slave is to be obedient and to, you know, work wholeheartedly and treat, you know, their master well, so is the master to the slave. And that's, that's radical. Anyway, so going on to verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his, in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Remember in um, Peter, we were reading and the, the devil is prowling around like a lion. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. 
Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of, the, of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me, may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Verse 21. Tychus, the dear friend and dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. So when you think about all the verses or all the chapters we read and the books we read, the, the notes from Peter, the message from John, and now this from Paul, it really can be summed up in live your life properly. Lo- love the Lord with all your heart and your soul and love others as he loved us. Be prepared and be aware. Be of a sober mind because the devil is prowling. And if you do, <clears throat> if you are facing the devil, you need to have the full armor of God on you. And that's a daily event. I think it's a very good lesson and it shows us these three books or three sets of books, um, really how to prepare and live our life and ending with the full armor of God so that when we do face the devil we are as protected as possible reading real quick just from Spurgeon what he has to say about verse 10 where it says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might everything depends upon that Spurgeon says whether you are called upon to work or to wait or to watch or to suffer you have need to be strong if you are not strong the very armor that you wear will be a burden to you It is of the utmost importance that Christians should be as strong in grace as they can possibly be. And the power that is to be in them is to be the power of God, the power of his might. What a wonderful power that is. The power of flesh is weakness and the power of man is fading. But the power of God is almighty and unchangeable. And if we can be girt about with his power, there is scarcely any limit to what we may successfully attempt. Finally, as if this, it's in quotes, as if it were a matter of the highest importance to be considered first and last, when he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know how strong Paul was? He was a veritable giant for Christ. And he, he here calls upon his, his brothers to be as he was. He did not want to be a brother to 
Christian midgets. So he appealed to his brothers to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then he focuses on the statement, put on the whole armor of God. The armor of God will not serve you unless you yourself are strong. It needs to be a a strong person to carry girdle, breastplate, shoes, shield, helmet, and sword. Let me impress upon you the fact that we must first of all get strong within, and after that put on the whole armor of God, that armor which God has provided for the good soldiers of Christ Jesus. That armor which distinguishes men as belonging to the army of God. Do not merely put on part of it, but put on the whole of it. Do not simply look at the armor and clean it up so as to be as so as to keep it bright, but put it on, wear it. It is meant for your use in the great battle for the right, for right against the wrong. Put on the whole armor of God, he says. When he talks about being strong, my father used to point out before putting on the armor of God of God, the only way I could be able to handle it was that I need to first pray. And pray to the Lord. And then as I'd prayed and finished my prayers, he said, put on the armor of God. Now, my father literally would recite the helmet, the breastplate. I, on the other hand, would just say, Lord, you know your your armor. I need this armor put on. I need to put it on and have the truth, the shield, the helmet, the shoes. I need everything, Lord. So my father and I prayed a little bit differently. And it's been a while since I've gone through and put on the armor of God in my prayers. And I think with this, for this week, we'll definitely be focusing on getting myself right, meaning submitting to the Lord each morning, and putting on the armor and see how that week goes. Anyway, so that's the end of Ephesians. I'm still a little bit unsure as to what I want to read next. I've been praying and reading, and I really think Genesis is cool. And would be a great place to read and to go, but there's something that's just bothering my my heart a little bit about doing that. So I keep hearing about Matthew and or thinking about as I pray about Matthew and the other Gospels. So maybe we'll go there. I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow morning, won't we? And with that, I'm just going to close this with prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word, and I thank you for your armor. I just thank you that as your children, we can come before you and say, forgive me. I know I failed, but I want to do your will and I want to do better. So Father, today as we go about our days, prepare our minds and our hearts and our spirits, I pray. I pray that we would be submitted to you and that we would be able to, with, with comfort, carry your, carry your armor because we know that the power to carry it is from you, that our hearts and our minds are right and that we are fully and constant encased in your in your uh, your armor that we would have the helmet the sword the shield the breastplate the shoes and the girdle and that we would be protected against the evil one and that you would be the one that we are striving to to emulate and to live for i thank you and i praise you in jesus's name Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.